Good morning. Are you hungry? <laughs> I am. Okay, great. Me too. Hi, you guys. I'm Molly Bravo with Organicopia. Welcome to our humble abode. We're here at our house in the Santa Cruz Mountains. And we are making such a good meal today. We are going to have some Roshti Eggs Benedict with caramelized onion and sautéed spinach. I'm going to make a homemade um, hollandaise sauce, some tropical fruit with the rum crumb fresh and toasted macadamia nuts. And I cannot wait to share it with you. So my love, show me, what are you doing? Well, I'm gonna cook some uh, potatoes up here. You might call it hash browns in America and Switzerland where I had a chance to stay a couple years ago. They call it roasty. And it's gonna turn out either like a potato pancake or American hash browns, but we'll see. Um, so what I've done is I've parboiled these potatoes the night before. You can do it a few ways. You can grade raw potatoes and squeeze all the water out of them and dry them out in the oven. Or you can parboil them the night before. But what you want to do is you want to take the moisture out of them so you get a nice dry flaky potato. So and if you're, can I ask you a question? Sure. If you're going to parboil these, how long do you parboil them? Six to eight minutes depending on the size of the potato. If they're really tiny potatoes, five to six minutes. If they're a little bit larger like this one here, six to eight minutes. It's really, uh, you just don't want to overcook them. That's the main thing. You'd rather have them a little undercooked than a little overcooked, otherwise they'll disintegrate on you and you won't get a nice grate out of them. So, and you don't have to peel them ahead of time because as you grate them, you can see the skin will just naturally end up in your hand. And so you don't have to waste the time peeling them ahead of time. You can just go like that, push a little down, and it peels it for you as you go. So you're gonna end up with a nice little fluffy, light, You've taken all the starch out of it and they're a little bit more dry. That's why you put them in the fridge overnight. Yeah, so they're like nice and crumbly. Yeah. I like that. And there's no moisture, you know. On a, on a raw potato that you would uh, grate, you would squeeze it and you'd see a ton of water come out. And that's what you want right. to try to avoid. So then you want to get your pan nice and hot. And the key to making something really nice and crispy is, is preheating that, pre that pan. Whether you're searing a steak, crisping up potatoes, the key is a hot pan. Okay, so the hot pan is key. So what you want to do is just take some olive oil, get it in this pan, and I just kind of coat it around here like so. I just nice. use a little brush, and um, you'll notice when it starts to smoke a little bit, you'll have the right amount there. That looks good, my love. Yeah. And while we're waiting for that to heat up, I can show you here, we're gonna go over, uh, for those of you guys that are just getting started with cooking, maybe how to um, cut an onion. Dice up an onion a little bit faster way. My wife here was nice enough to teach me how to uh, dice an onion much faster than I used to. 
uh, plank sticks cubes. Plank sticks cubes. So what you want to do is you want to do planks. And it definitely then, helps to have a sharp knife, you guys, and it will keep you from crying. Yeah, the sharper the knife, the better off you will be. And then... So this is something that I learned in culinary school, and um, seriously, this has helped my speed in the kitchen so much. And the way that I remember it is plank, stick, and then cube again. So when you do that, you end up with a nice, finely chopped bowl of onions. And we've already started those over here, and they've been sauteing a little bit. And also the key to this, for those of you that don't really like spinach or greens, you're not that into it, I didn't used to be either, but if you get your onions nice and caramelized, it'll add a real sweetness. And so you can get your healthy greens in with a great flavor. And so now this pan, you can see, is smoking. This thing's ready here. Oh yeah, that's perfect. For the potatoes. So you want to take your potatoes, and you're going to listen for that little, see that sizzle? That is the noise you want to hear. And then you just smooth them out in the pan here. And you're going to get a nice, level, even, Okay, so once you get a nice even layer in here, you're gonna wanna then coat it with some more oil. If, the reason why you do this is you want the potatoes to be crispy on both sides. So you're gonna run the oil around the sides here, and then you just pat a little bit on top here. You kinda even them out some more. My love, is it really important to make sure those potatoes are like super even or does yeah, it not what, really what matter? It, the, the more even they are, the easier they're going to be to flip. And when we let these cook for about 10 minutes like this, once you put the oil on, turn the fire down, and then you can season them. A little bit of salt and then some pepper. and then turn it down to a simmer, and then let this sit for seven to 10 minutes to let them really crisp up. So, okay, you can see it's been about 10 minutes now, and you can see you're getting a nice curled edge here, and this will let you know that they're ready to flip. And also, when you shake the pan, they should be loose in there. Now, if the, if the heat's high enough, you'll be able to know when it's, when it's ready to flip because this edge curls and it'll just break loose from the pan. There's no need to scrape the pan or anything. So you see that, Malls? We're gonna get ready to flip this. It's looking awesome. pretty good. Okay? This is the scary part. This is usually when I drop it on the floor. So you just take it like so. There you go. Gorgeous. You get a nice, crunchy, crispy edge on there. And then you let that other side just cook for about 10 minutes now. And then you'll have both sides the same, nice and crunchy. And at that time, I wanna usually I'm getting pretty close here. I want to usually add in my spinach right now. So, what do you got going on over there, Malls? Oh, I just wanted to make some little, a little fruit platter. I thought it'd be really oh, tasty. Beautiful. Kind of already got it started. Here's some coffee for oh, you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, I'm going to make a tropical fruit platter. You can use whatever kind of fruits are in season. I've got some grapes, strawberries, kiwi, and I'm gonna put in some pineapple and fresh melon. 
I thought it might be helpful if I show you guys the fastest and easiest way to cut large fruit because sometimes it's a little intimidating. So while you do that, I'm gonna add my spinach in. Perfect. And I like to shred my spinach up a little bit. Uh, you can leave the whole leaves, it's gonna all reduce down. But I'll take my spinach in a handful and just kind of give it a quick roll. Kind of binds all the leaves together. And then just give it a quick chop. Helps stir it in a little bit easier. And then I'm gonna go ahead and put it over here and mix nice. it in with the onions. Let me grab the rest of it here. And then at this time you can also, everything can be seasoned to taste, but we always add a little bit of pepper and always a little bit of salt here. Just a pinch, as my grandmother would say. And then you can, you know, add in some other things, Worcestershire sauce, hot sauce, whatever you'd like to. But this, then I bring the fire back up to a little higher heat here and just kind of fold this in. And this is gonna be a really nice little added touch there with these potatoes. And so it's, my... yeah, go ahead, Malls. Oh, awesome. So you guys, I just wanted to show you how to cut um, a large piece of fruit. I've cut the ends off of this melon so that you have a nice stable place um, or a stable surface to work on. And I've started peeling my knife down the sides of the fruit. I'm just taking off the skin right here. I'm gonna cut it in half, get a little spoonula, and start dumping out the seeds. Yeah, you gotta get those little seeds out of there. You don't wanna grow a cantaloupe inside you of your You do not wanna grow a cantaloupe inside of your belly. Nope. Awesome. And also with this spinach and onions here, uh, Molly's gonna make a great hollandaise sauce. Her hollandaise sauce is uh, fabulous. And it's gonna pour over all of this, which is really gonna give it that nice richness. Elevate and our little eggs benedict dish. So here I am, I am slicing the cantaloupe and then I am going to cube it. I really feel like presentation is everything when you're making even something as simple as a fruit platter. So I'm gonna cube this and we're gonna plate it on up. Meanwhile, I am going to start working on a rum creme fraiche. Creme fraiche is a French version of sour cream. It's a little bit thicker and richer than regular uh, traditional American sour cream, and it's a little less tangy. I'm gonna quickly peel this kiwi. Same way as the cantaloupe? Same way as the cantaloupe. Now would you do a watermelon and everything that has a thick rind on it like the same way? Absolutely, yeah, totally. Nice. Yeah, I, I have a tough time peeling mangoes because they're, they're quite slippery, you know what I mean? And they have that big seed inside And they have them. the big, yeah. yeah. Perfect. All right. So what are you working on, my So love? now that the spinach is pretty much done here, this is getting close to being done, now we're gonna go ahead and make our eggs. And we like to call them cheesy, creamy eggs. And I must confess, I learned how to make these by watching Gordon Ramsay. Uh, and once I tried them this way, they are amazing. And so we make them this way all the time. We used to have them sunny side up because we like the runny yolk, but now this way is even better. So you bring the heat up a little bit, put a nice uh, chunk of butter in here. 
and we're going to show you how to... The key to this um, system here that Gordon explained is you really want to always keep stirring the eggs and never let them sit um, and clump up. That's what gets them really creamy and really buttery rich. So as this butter starts to melt here, you can add in the eggs. And we're going to do five because that's for the both of us. That's plenty for us. And, Malls, how's your time uh, going with that fruit there? What time do you think will be done? About 10 minutes? <laughs> well, I think I am just about finished, actually. I'm going to start slicing up this pineapple and uh, just cutting my fruit right down the center, avoiding this middle, um, I don't know what it's called, the middle core. Like a core, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's really tough and hard to eat. I'm going to cube this again, just like I did with the cantaloupe. Oops. So, we got the heat on fairly high here, and you can see those healthy little yolks in there. They're nice and orange. These are oh, healthy yolk. little chickens. So now, with the high heat, you want to start whipping these eggs over the heat. And you're going to continue this throughout the cooking process of these. You never want to let them sit. And you're going to whip these until the desired texture's there. Some people like them a little more runny, some people like them a little more done, but we like them about medium. And so this is gonna take five to seven minutes on a high heat. Now what you wanna do as you're whipping, if you start to see any clumps or anything, just remove it from the heat. And that'll kinda cool it back down and it'll give you time to catch up. You wanna avoid those clumps, that's what makes it really creamy. And then when you're good to go, you put it back on the high heat and just keep whipping. And repeat this process, like I said, for the five to seven minutes or until your desired texture is hit. And one of the key things that uh, the Gordon Ramsay uh, teaching video that I watched said is you don't want to add in your salt and pepper too early. It'll break down the yolk and the egg and keep it watery. So if you want that nice consistency, keep it on the heat. And I'll show you the texture here in a few minutes of when you want to add in your seasonings. So Malls, what do you got there? Is that food powder ready? It is almost ready. I am working on my rum crumb fresh. This is what really elevates this dish. So I have some crumb fresh here. And I really hate measuring, so I'm just gonna add the entire container because we have some friends coming over for breakfast. I add some crumb fresh, just a touch of rum. You can add as much or as little as you like. I kinda like rum, so I'm gonna add a little bit more. And I have some local honey here. This is going to sweeten it up. And all I do is just drizzle it right on top of my fruit. I'm going to garnish it with a little bit of toasted macadamia nuts and fresh mint. My love, how are those eggs coming along? Have you oh, added looking, the cheese? They're looking great. We're not quite ready to add the cheese yet but they are coming along nicely. They're starting to get some clumps going. So we're getting real close here to finishing up. And you can see, we're just gonna pull it off the heat so it doesn't get too clumpy. So I'm just gonna whisk this up really fast so it's all incorporated. It's nice and liquidy, kind of viscous, I guess would be the word. And right before service, what I like to do People love this dish, by the way. 
So I like to just take a nice little drizzle. This is perfect for a hot, sunny spring afternoon. Yeah, we didn't get that, uh, that lucky break today with the hot, sunny afternoon. I know. But you always need rain. You can never be unhappy when it's raining. The water's great. And we're going to finish it with some toasted macadamia nuts. You guys need to try this. It is seriously so good. Okay, you can now see the eggs have gotten that nice, clumpy. This is almost done. We're down into the home stretch here. So at this point, you can go ahead and season with some pepper and some salt. Give it a quick little whisk here. Babes, you make that look perfect. Yeah, I never used to like really scrambled eggs until Gordo there had that video posted. <laughs> and uh, boy, I, I can't really go back now, I could say. Now if that's ready, you just take, uh, again, as much cheese as, you, as you'd like. We like cheese here in this house, so. What's your favorite cheese to use for that? Well, I like this uh, Dublin, Ireland cheddar cheese. Uh, the cows over there are fed on natural grass farms with no, uh, any and added funny business. And, weird stuff. and so the cheese just has a really good taste. It's kind of a hard cheddar. Uh, it's flaky, but man, it's got a great taste to it. And then you can just mix in the cheese like so, get it nice and even. And once the cheese is melted, your product is complete. And voila, creamy scrambled eggs. Creamy cheesy eggs. Okay, we're done. Turn the fire off and we're ready to uh, get ready to eat. What about my hollandaise sauce? Oh, that's right. Is it made yet? No, but I well, would love to make some. Okay, well here, why don't you come over to the little stove and get started and all this can just set here. Cool. Okay, put this off to the side. Keep everything just on warm. And I'll let you take over here. Can't wait to try it. Awesome. So we're going to get cleaned up over here and bring over all of our ingredients to start our easy blended hollandaise sauce. Stay tuned. When we say that Mrs. A's is handmade, it is so handmade. And then we have Martha, who we call Magic Martha. She scoops it up and fills hundreds, thousands of containers. And then they get hand capped, hand sealed, hand stamped, and into the, into the refrigerator. Welcome back. We are going to elevate our dish just slightly with this really easy to do um, blender hollandaise. But first, I really want to teach you how to make a bellini. Okay. And I wish I could drink with you, but unfortunately that will not be happening. Um, but I do want to show you how to do this. So we're going to make a simple syrup. It's really easy. There are just three ingredients, sugar, water, and fruit. Sounds simple. So let's start by making the simple syrup. You're going to do two parts sugar to one part water. So you're going to do half a cup of sugar. Okay, so that would be this guy here. Yep. And we're going to pour it in this little pot here. You are. Okay, so we do 
half a cup of sugar here. Yep. Now I've had zero cooking experience until I married my lovely wife here, and she has shown me quite a bit, but I am still new to all of this. Okay, so there's a half a cup of sugar. Half a cup of sugar, and then you're gonna add a quarter cup of water. Oh, look at, how convenient. There's some water right oh, here. Oh, how precious. Thank you. You're so, welcome. There you go, quarter awesome. cup of water. And then I am gonna walk this over to the stove and all we're gonna do, this is gonna take like probably three minutes, but what we wanna do is just melt the sugar. Now what is a bellini anyways? Well, a bellini, I would love to tell you. A bellini was founded by a guy, Giuseppe, in Venice, Italy, and he opened up this bar called Harry's Bar. And he named it a bellini because traditionally bellinis, <laughs> bellinis. Traditionally, they are made with a peach puree and a little twist of orange. Okay. Um, and he named it that because of the color. Okay, interesting. A nice peach color. So nice. today we're actually going to make it with raspberries because I like the tartness and also. And it could just be for preference, right? Yeah. People can change the fruit around. That's no big deal. Totally. You can make okay, them cool. with blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, whatever you like. Awesome. Yeah. So what do we do next? So this sugar is now melted. Okay. And you're going to take probably, I don't know, a quarter cup or a half a cup, whatever you like, of the raspberries. Well, I'm going to do a quarter cup because that's what I used with my water thing and I have it sitting cool. right here. So let me just dig in here. Get a nice little quarter cup. And you guys at home, don't be afraid to make a mess when you're cooking. That's, that's <laughs> half the fun of it. Just be messy. It so really dump is. It in here. Yeah, dump it on in. Perfect. So the cool thing is these are frozen, and now that they've thawed, it's already kind of a puree. Nice. As you guys can see, we're just going to mix this together. So we're just going to mix this on up. And I got you some really delicious Prosecco. If you want to open oh, that up, I would love it. Rinse off my fingers here. Nice. So Prosecco is an Italian sparkling wine. It is not champagne, just to let you know. But they taste very similar. If I could find my little tab here, that would make it real easy to open. <laughs> I'm not much of a champagne or Prosecco drinker, as you can see. I personally love them, which is why I chose this drink. I could drink about, oh, 25 of these. Not for another two months. Exactly. But when you open up this champagne, just make sure that you don't pop the top. You want it to be really quiet. Okay. Oh, there we go. I finally got a piece of it. Perfect. And voila. Okay. Here we go. Nice. Pop the top, baby. Okay, let me just throw this over here. Now, what do we do with this little Prosecco here? All right, so we are going to pour just a splash of our raspberry puree that we made. Nice. And then you're going to pour that whole bottle of champagne. The whole bottle? The whole bottle. Oh, no. Okay. And that should be super delicious. It doesn't matter if it foams up a little bit. That's no, natural. No, it's totally awesome. Okay, there you go. Perfect. So you can sip on that, and I am going to start making this hollandaise sauce. Perfect. Now, how do you start with that hollandaise sauce? Well, I will show you. Okay, I can't wait to see. Let's get this out of here. Yeah, I know. I hope you love that. 
So you guys, I uh, went to culinary school and I had to learn how to make hollandaise sauce the proper way, which is over a stove top using a bain-marie, which is a little water bath. I cannot tell you how many times I um, cracked those yolks and basically ruined my sauce and had to start over multiple times. So this is so much easier. We have our little Vitamix here and I have three egg yolks. Oh, precious. Oh, so precious. I'm gonna pour those in, and this is gonna be kinda loud, but we're gonna start blending this, and what we're looking for is for these to get blended and to lighten up in color just a little bit. And how long does that take? Okay, so I have been blending that for about three minutes or so. Nice. And we only have three ingredients, or I'm sorry, four ingredients for this dish. So we have the egg yolks. I'm gonna add in just a splash of Dijon mustard. This is gonna give it a little depth of flavor. And we're gonna add, I would say about three tablespoons of lemon juice. Make sure you don't get the seeds in there. Now when you say depth of flavor, what do you mean by depth for those people that uh, are new to cooking? Well, when I am cooking, you know sometimes when you make a meal it just tastes really flat, like it needs something. You yeah, either yeah. need salt or it needs your, sugar. Yeah. So depth is like multiple layers. It's a little bit okay. salty, it's a little bit tangy, a little bit spicy because we're going to add this hot sauce. You can make this as spicy or as mild as you like. I'm just adding about three shakes of Tabasco. And then I'm gonna turn this on again and slowly add in our butter. This is what's gonna emulsify it, so it's gonna become nice and thick. Okay. Now, how I mean, much butter was that? That was two sticks, so that's half a pound. Half a pound, okay. And that is basically it. I'm going to season this up with a little salt and pepper. I think we're ready to start plating our breakfast. Now, just real quick, um, a half a pound of butter and what you've just done here, will that serve how many people? Two, four? What, what do you think you... Oh, gosh, you could serve about eight people with this. I mean, okay, this nice. is like over a cup of sauce. Okay, and this is pretty rich as you can, you know, half a pound of butter. Yeah, so. if you have leftovers, you could serve it over some nice. asparagus or... Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, asparagus is good with all of this. Oh, yeah. We are going to get all of this stuff cleaned up and start plating up breakfast. Great, because I am starving. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Todd Allen Lowe of Allen's Pantry. Be sure to watch my new upcoming shows only on Foodie TV. You guys, I just want to thank you so much for joining us here at the Organicopia Kitchen. And my love, thank you for making me breakfast. Oh, it's one of my favorite things to wake up to. Me too. Let's eat. Awesome. Sounds good. I love these creamy, cheesy eggs. And this hollandaise sauce on there is a nice added little bonus. Oh, heck yeah. Mmm. It's the spot. Perfect. Super good. Let's try this bellini here. It's never too early for a nice... Pick me up. Mmm. Delicious. Not too sweet. Perfect. Nice. Well done.
Well, this is a typical Sunday morning breakfast here at the Organicopia Homestead. Thank you so much for watching, and I hope to see you guys real soon.